What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. I'm Adam Sager. He is Sean Salisbury. The NFL has kicked off. We had our opener last night. Bills rough up the Rams 31-10. We'll get into that in just a minute. We got a whole slate of NFL games this Sunday and Monday. And we got some interesting college games this weekend as well. And then we'll run through some headlines uh, between both college and NFL as we get into the show. But as we do every week now, the show is brought to you by Bet Online. It is, Segs. And uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews uh, and news of every league and for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code. Believe 50. That's B L E A V 50. That's capital letters. Believe 50. It's believe, but just so you understand how to do it, B L E A V 50. Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And as always, thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the show. Sean, we had kicked off last night, 31-10. Love them, yep. Uh, just a beat down by the Bills. The Bills, you know, they kind of came out and just showed everybody why a lot of people are picking them to m- not only get to the Super Bowl, but win it. Josh Allen was awesome. Don't, you know, those two picks, don't look at them. The one, Isaiah McKenzie, I mean, the ball hit him right in the stomach and just bounced off right to the defender. That was not on Josh Allen. Josh Allen could not have started the season any better than he did last night against a very, well, the Super Bowl, reigning Super Bowl champs. He was awesome. Yep. Yeah, Sags, I think Buffalo is as good as we saw last night. And I actually think, you think about it, they got a sit what a sixth-round draft pick at corner who beat out a first-rounder. Yep. And Tredavious White's still not playing. Mm-hmm. And they got the two all-pro safeties and Poyer and Hyde. Linebackers underrated in their defensive. They physically manhandled everything about the Rams up front. Do you think they want to do you think they want to offer Andrew Whitworth a whole bunch of money to come back and play some football uh in, in LA? I would imagine. Listen, they let's, do. listen and, to this and, stat real quick, because you brought up Andrew Whitworth. Last year in 18 games, he gave up 20 pressures. Just 20 pressures in 18 games. Joseph Noteboom, who the Rams gave a pretty hefty contract to. Doggone right they did. Gave up eight in one game. That's that's Andrew yep. Whitworth's oh, replacement. Right. He gave up eight. Right. They're, and Segs a couple times last night. He, I mean, they, they, they ran right yep. by him. Or I'm right not talking about him. He, he didn't get out of his stance. Yeah, or, or, yeah, dipped right under him, threw him around him, underneath him. It. So uh, you look at Buffalo, their defense is only going to get better. Yeah. They're still, I mean, they, they, they're not even hitting the ground running yet. And their offense is nasty and they'll mix in run more. Josh Allen may be, well, he's the ultimate weapon in the league right now, Sakes, because he can run better than Mahomes. He's got every bit the arm. Uh, the accuracy is the same. He can make the big play. He can beat you with his feet mm-hmm. and then reset and right. throw. He can throw on the run as he did. He can do it all. There's nothing he can. He's the ultimate weapon in the NFL right now, period. Because he because he has an element plus 
at about 235 pounds. If you want to roll up from the secondary and you come soft, he's going to, he's going to, well, he's going to hammer your ass and, and, and stiff arm you right into the ground. Derek Henry style, turn you into a gift. So I, I am impressed. So they are as good as I believe going in. I have them sags. I had them as a, my, my Super Bowl representative in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the, yeah. to be that team and to have home field advantage throughout. They did nothing to disappoint. And Allen, they're only going to get better if, as long as they're lucky and stay healthy. On the other side, the Rams aren't that – the Rams are not near as bad as they played last night, but they're not near as good as where Vegas has them in my mind. I, I just don't. I, I don't think I see them in the NFC Championship game. It's one game. I didn't have them in the NFC Championship game anyway, Segs, going forward. I just thought it would be a little bit tougher. Stafford was not sharp last night. He'll get better, but they didn't run it. They couldn't get Cam Akers, but three touches, three carries last night. The Rams, they'll make the playoffs as long as they stay healthy. They'll re- rebound, but the Rams, the Rams are are not as bad as they played last night. But they're not as good as, in my opinion, the three or four or five upper echelon teams. I I fully believe that. Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to get to there. You're talking about Josh Allen and, and just the way you were describing everything he can do. Why he's the best, you know, playmaker right now, the best weapon in the NFL. Now. One thing that you kind of said that made me think one guy, and then I went to another guy, you know, you look at his size, it's kind of like big Ben, maybe not quite as big as big Ben, but the way that more athletic, way more, more way more athletic, but you know, you're talking about how he can use his feet to reset and then make the throw like big Ben did a lot when he was younger. That's when he was really, really good at it. He could do it as a veteran, but when he was younger, it's just like, the way you describe Josh Allen, it's like taking a young Big Ben with uh, Patrick Mahomes, and it's just taking all these parts, and he's put it all together in one guy, and, and it seems to be we know he's been really good these last couple of years, but now he could even take another step, and that's got to be scary. Yeah, and Sakes, he's the mental and emotional approach to, to command of what they're trying to get accomplished, concepts, game plan seeing stuff before it happens as opposed to just being a physical freak and, and just making plays because you're better than everybody else. He now, instead of just becoming an athlete, you know, an athlete, a guy who can do it all physical specimen. Now he's a quarterback. Right. Then now he's a quarterback. And it's like a difference between being a, a, a pitcher and a thrower difference between being a quarterback and a thrower, the mental sides. And I'm not saying dumb, but I'm talking about, now being in the league a few years, that part of the game's catching up to his physical stuff. And it's a scary, it's, it's, it truthfully is a scary prospect. You know who I'll take it to another level. You know who he reminds me of, but he's more accurate then. Cause the other, the guy I'm going to tell you about a great football IQ, friggin' monster talent, huge arm, but he's more accurate. And quite frankly, better straight line speed. Although the other guy could buy time just bet is Elway going back even further. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, I'm not putting him on Elway's, Five, you know, all these Super Bowl. It's, it's early, but I'm just telling you, when you when we talk about comparisons to what he can do, he can make any throw, damn near. I mean, but his accuracy's ramped up, and he just got total command. So it remind and, and Elway, you, I, I can go back when he was playing Sags, and we didn't have social media and all the Twitter and all that, and show you some plays that he made that are friggin' freak show stuff, right? And John could buy time with his feet, but John couldn't because his knees. Yeah. And, and, he could he couldn't run like he could he couldn't do what this cat can do with his feet. He he just couldn't. And 
and it, it's different level. And Josh Allen is football's ultimate weapon right now, and that's including Mahomes, including Lamar, including Joe Burrow. It's including all of them. This is the ultimate weapon in the league. Whether he wins the MVP or not is fine. The ultimate weapon in football resides in Buffalo. And then next, before we jump into the headlines from college and NFL, I was on Twitter scrolling through, and I see Sports Talk 790 pop up. You and your your boy Brian LaLima, your co-host in the mornings there in Houston on Sports Talk 790. Check it out. You have the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. You got to explain this one to me because, Don, I I don't know that I have them in the playoffs. Um, I'm not. uh, It was kind of a we've been talking about Jerry Jones a lot. Like, I am a Jerry (laughs) Jones fan. You know, how Jerry talks. You know why I did say because everybody because every we all had Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Everybody had Tampa Bay. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? The, The. Hell, I, hell! If yeah, I'm not so sure if the 49ers don't get good quarterback play, they ain't the best team in the NFC. You know, I'm outside yeah, of Tampa. In my I agree. I, I, I'm there. I think Philadelphia is better than Dallas. I got Philadelphia winning the division, okay. but things I couldn't keep going all the chalk. I couldn't. I got you. you know what I'm okay. saying? So it was, and it wasn't really hot takeish because I look at their roster, yeah. the quarterback Micah Parsons on defense, who I think's got a chance to be the defensive player that he just he, he's at a different level, yeah. right? Than guys that are in their second year. He's the Watt, the Bosa. He's that guy. I mean, he's in that category and and uh, is, is uh, Parsons. But I went with Sags all the years of this, and I'm saying, okay, can they get a little lucky health-wise? They, you know, no Amari Cooper, and I'm thinking, okay, who's going to step up? The Pollard-Zeke Elliott situation. There's so many reasons not to like them, and then there's reasons when you do. If I just show you a piece of paper say, here's their team, you'll say, Pretty good. You know, with digs in the second. They're, they're, yeah, you say pretty damn good. But the reason why I went through my side, now, I believe in the Rams about as much as I believe in the Cowboys going in, honest to God. I don't think the Rams are, are going to be where they are. I've told you that. If the 49ers were playing a different quarterback or if Trey Lance shows me something in the first month of, oh, my gosh, different story, right. Super Bowl roster. I actually think, now, I like the Packers, but Sags, I still think they're going to come back a little bit. I don't think they're 13 wins this year. So there's them. Saints, great defense, but I don't look at their offense and their perimeter players, but I'm still wondering what the quarterback's going to be, and I'm sure you are too. I don't know who he is yet, at least this year on this team. And so I'm rolling through it, and I say, okay, Arizona, you know how that goes. Hopkins is out for six weeks. I don't know where their uh, toughness is right. late. Does that make sense? So, and, and hell, I, you know who I almost took, Sigs? Is, is Philadelphia Eagles, honest to God. I did to play Tampa. I did. But you know why I didn't? Because I got to see Hertz take another level, yet I love how poised he is. So I went with, okay, Prescott. And and, the, and I looked at it, but I also, and we were all picking the same. And I said, no, nah, not today. I'm going to go with a flyer with a t- hot take with me to say Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl champions. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. a, a little hot. This one tells me because every year it's like, come on, Cowboys, win. And so the truth is I took an I, I took a a – a, a team that's not favored to win it all, to at least get to the end. I don't have to go to Super Bowl, just the NFC Championship yeah. game. I took a team that that is has talent and is going to be a wild card. Because like I said, I don't even think they're winning the damn division. So if you're asking me, Sean, come on over. We're going to have a beer. Do you really buy into this? I'm going to tell you, get the yeah, I got out of here. Hell no, I don't buy into it. But I had to be a little different so we weren't all sitting there on Super Bowl Sunday and saying, okay, or the yeah. NFC AFC Championship game. And I got Buffalo playing Tampa and actually Buffalo winning this one this time around. 
But I did. I took the Cowboys because you know what? We've been laughing at them so long. I figured I'd fly in and see if they got lucky this year and took care of their business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense because yeah, I was just you know I I heard you say it and I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like man that you know I I don't know that I even have them making the playoffs because a lot of the teams you just ran through and you said it. Can they stay healthy? Well, they've already lost Tyron Smith. Right. Yeah. You, you know, exactly and, and right. the season hasn't even started. And they didn't bring it, you know, they brought Jason Peters in, but he's still on the practice squad. It's going to take him time. He played well with Chicago last year is, is when he came in, but you know, it's, it's not a Tyron Smith level player. So I just don't know about that team in terms of I'm with you, the Eagles, I think win the division and, but I'm also with you that the Eagles scare me in the playoffs because of Jalen hurts. It's just right. there's the right. NFC is very weird to me. The AFC you look at, I would, you know who the good teams are. Agreed. Segs, wouldn't you honestly, if I told you, okay, I still think Tampa's the best team in the I NFC. Do too. I'm sorry, yes. I just do. As long as long as they protect the quarterback enough, yes. just in the interior, enough. I think their their roster is better and their defense. We tick about all these defense. Their defense is going to fly around and beat the mm-hmm. piss out of you. They are good. And they are athletic and they are fast. Especially if that secondary okay, so can they, stay healthy. That's yes, the key for them on defense. Yes, and you know their 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 linebackers yes, can run. Yes. Man. They they are they can do it all. So I think it's them. <laughs> but for me, you know I you know who I who I if I if you said you can have the best team in the NFC outside of Tampa in your mind, or you could take I I would put the Chargers ahead of the, the next best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I would take the Chargers. Uh, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm talking if, if depending on the Bengals or the Ravens, whatever the health got to be luck. I think the Ravens are kind of like the Cowboys. That quarterbacks got to elevate another level postseason wise. They've got a good roster, but they're not. You know, you get a little concerned about injuries. And are there enough playmakers on their team? Meaning Baltimore on the perimeter outside of Mark Andrews. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yep. I start to think about them. So, but I would take the Chargers, the Chiefs. Obviously, the Bengals would be in consideration, the Ravens. You already know how I feel about the Buffalo Bills. I would take four or five teams over the Cowboys, the Rams, and until the 49ers quarterback proves to me that he's worthy of it, and probably the Eagles postseason until Hurts, who's poised, if he takes another step. If he takes another step, I'm telling you, I think the Eagles roster says they can be in the NFC championship game. Yeah, they, they may have the with best. A little, with a little they luck. may have the best roster in the NFC outside of the quarterback position. It, it, it's I, I when you 49ers, it's 49ers fairly close with their front it, seven, as well as the Bucks. And then, but then you put the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, when no you doubt. add in Tom Brady, that's what, in my opinion, puts them number one in the NFC is just Tom Brady. Yeah. See, I put Brady, I put Brady in the Bills with the Buccaneers and the Bills rosters and, quarterbacks yeah. cut above i just right. do i just do and i and you and i are on the same so the cowboys was a seven and a half for me sags and i just chose them yeah. because uh, you know I, I, it's a wild card maybe they get on a run and you're right they go ahead and stub their toe and take two more injuries and mess around their ass will be watching in january right. i couldn't agree with you more yeah all right jumping into some headlines found out this morning you mentioned the ravens the ravens and lamar jackson do not come to an agreement on a contract. Uh, Obviously they can still franchise him next year. It's going to be a massive number when you take the top five quarterbacks in and you bring this in. So, uh, and as long as he holds true to his statement of not negotiating during the season, which 
most players in his position do that. They they hold firm on not negotiating. It could come. It could be really interesting uh, come next off season. And if if things aren't going well in negotiations, obviously he's going to get franchise tag. But they could look to move him, and another star quarterback could be moved. And I mean, there's already analysts out there pointing to one team and one team only, and that's depending on what happens this year, but it's the Miami Dolphins. You know, if Tua goes out and struggles and the Dolphins have some picks coming up, they can use them, go get a Lamar Jackson, and you put him with Waddle and Tyreek Hill and that run game that McDaniel's going to bring in, that could be something. And Segs, with that, um, Lamar Jackson situation, and they can franchise him, but here's why he's going to hate it. Big number, yes, guaranteed money. Exactly. And, and, and these guys, they hate it because then you, and he's take, he, he gets hit more than any quarterback in the NFL per game. He's over 20, ta- he gets hit over 20 times a game, which means six times in the pocket, 15 runs, three times in the pocket, 18 mm-hmm. runs. And I'm not saying that that meant, but like anybody, I could hit you in the face so many times and eventually it starts to wear on you, whether it's now or six years down the road. So it will be a big number. It's the guaranteed money. If I'm him, and he's been really good and poised through this. I give oh, him yes, a lot of credit sure. because he starts to look around at all the off-the-field stuff that happened with the dude in Cleveland, and he gets himself $230 million. Kyler broods at the end of a season and everyone goes through all that. He gets paid. And here's the guy who's not really being a squeaky wheel, still shows up to camp, still doing his thing, didn't do and wasn't a hold in or a hold out, showed up and, performed, and, and has practiced and has been nothing but a model teammate for them and done everything asked and really – how good they are with him and the potential they have. Right. With him. And, and, and you got to start to think, well, maybe the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Maybe I got to threaten something to hold out. And it just doesn't seem to be his MO, which I I commend him for. I do. If I was him though, I'd be pissed. And I know he's under contract. People say, well, he's, I get it. But for franchise quarterbacks, the whole narrative of the position shifted with these guaranteed contracts before you get through your last year and your rookie salary and get rolling. So it's a risky proposition for the Ravens. And I was somewhat risky for him too, but if he holds true and doesn't negotiate during the season, we're literally going to have to wait till 2023 to wonder where he's going. And then the Ravens are going to have to run around like a scalded dog trying to figure out, is it a first-round pick we got to go get? But you're not going to get one because they're not going to be 3-14. and 14. And They're going to yep. win because the guy's playing. Exactly. And he's going to be pissed as a as – a, he is going to be pissed, dude, as a junkyard dog because of the of them not doing it. So he's going to play that way. And I know this about the athletes I've been around, Sags. When money's on the table for the most part, especially when you've been in camp and you're ready to go, they usually play or hit or hit knock down threes pretty damn well, yeah. right? So you'd start to think, uh-oh. And I know where he should get paid. So I'm, I can't blame either side because I don't know what number he's asking because right. he doesn't have an agent. But I also don't know where the Baltimore A's say, sorry, dude, you're not worth it. It tells me a lot both ways, but I wish I knew how far apart they were. Because if they're a million dollars apart, give me ah, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're five million guaranteed dollars apart, could you could you stop it? Guarantee the dude is extra five million or two point two point five million more. Let's go. So Sags, I, I think it's a I think it, quite frankly, shocking. I think it's a bad idea. Both ways, whoever's fault. He should be getting paid, and I know where he should come in, and so do you. 
the fact that he's going to go out there and do this, if you're John Harbaugh, you got to be thinking, oh, hell, what's next? Because then you franchise him, and then he's, then he's pissed. And that, that, that and to, to the point of, I don't want it to become bitter, but I'd understand why he would right. if it gets to that point. Exactly. Uh, looking next, Zach Wilson out until at least week four. Uh, Joe Flacco will start in his place for the Jets. Uh, preseason injuries, you know, this is something that teams deal with every year, but not all teams, not a lot of teams deal with their quarterback going down, especially on a play that he did not have to make. Because if you remember back, he was running down the sidelines and he cut in to the play to get a few more yards. It's the preseason, dude. I know you're young. I know it's only your second year and you're still learning. But now you're missing four games, maybe more. I mean, if Joe Flacco comes in and I don't expect him to light the world on fire, what if they go two and two, three and two, or three and one? I mean, I know you're putting Zach Wilson back in, but if he struggles, now all of a sudden you got question marks. And it's just, it's a bad situation for the Jets who have spent a lot of money on this roster and made some good draft picks. But yet here they still sit probably in the bottom five of the NFL because the quarterback position. Right. And six. And while you said if Flacco gets hot, they could very well be 0 4 to start the month of September, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Even though they had a good offseason, those guys are still learning and Robert Sala trying to, and Michael LaFleur trying to find their way as a team. And and they did. They had a really good offseason. I give them a lot of credit for it, but that still doesn't that still doesn't automatically mean really good fall. Right. And no offense to Joe Flacco, who's got experience. He ain't gonna make the throws anymore that Zach Wilson's capable of. Plus, you've invested in him just like they're doing with Trey Lance, even though Lance didn't play much last year. It's not like Zach Wilson earned the job. Right. He earned it by being drafted high. He's got he's got a long way to go, but he can do some things that just a normal cat can't do throwing it. But what this does, Sigs, too, is it, it, you're so unnecessary. One is, I don't know why you'd even want him running out of the pocket preseason. Secondly, I, I don't know why he's trying to be a hero. You, you People know you're a good player. You don't have to be. And to do that, it's, it was unnecessary. It, control what you can control. Now, if people say you can't control injuries. Like, damn well, could have controlled that yeah. one. You know what I'm saying? So I could have controlled that injury. So, And here's what happens, Sigs. In four weeks, if he comes back, let's say he's healthy and ready to go in four weeks. He's still two to three weeks behind from training camp because he didn't get the practice time. I don't give two shits about the game, the preseason game. I care right. about the day-to-day practice time of seeing things that he needs. So now you're what? By the time he's back into the flow, you're seven, eight weeks in? Eh, it, it almost feels, I don't want to say a wasted year, be like, oh, my God, again? Then we're going to come back in the third year wondering what we got? If, is that mm-hmm. where we're at? So I, I just think it's a bummer, man, that could have been controlled. And the second he comes back, if they're one and three, he's going to be put in the starting lineup. And we're going to find out. Now, Now, if they're not any good, does he go back to trying to be a hero in the regular season and throwing ball to the other team? And no one, We saw Darnold do this. We, mm-hmm. we did in, in New York. We see him do that, trying to make every play. And damn near, they probably have to. And like, like your guy in Chicago yep. is going to have to make damn near every play. The problem is you can't. And judicious matters. And I'm not sure that he's got that in his blood right now and it is DNA because he's a chance taker, but we're not going to see it till October, which is going to be painful for the jets who wanted that, but they'll at least be stabilized with the veteran, even though they're going to be limited on what they can do offensively. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Chicago, the bears have come out and basically said that they are 100% going for the Arlington Heights, um, spot where the Arlington racetrack was for a new stadium and they want to build it up around and have, 
you know, different restaurants and all kinds of stuff around there. Are you cool with the bears leaving the city of Chicago and heading, you know, a little ways out into the suburbs and building a state of the art? It's going to be a dome. They said they're not doing a retractable roof. Uh, they're going to do one of these kind of like Minnesota. Um, it's the same guy who developed the LA stadium and the Vegas stadium is doing the Chicago stadium. So, uh, and those are both damn good stadiums. They're good exactly. Looking with all the modern amenities. Exactly. Yeah. But are you okay with Chicago? The Bears leaving Chicago. I'm. I hate the tradition and history. Yeah. And leaving there, the Chicago. Yeah. We're for I, that. That part bothers me. Down, down. You know, grabbing an Al's beef and popping on over to, to the the stadium that I was able to go play. In. And you know, Seg, I know that all good things end and I know the facility needs upgraded. And I know the area. I just love it because it's to me, soldier field says it, it's bears at Chicago yeah. hell, but, and then you got it downtown where everybody's doing their thing, but they're going to move it out. They're going to have a bigger old tailgate spot and all that space. And they're going to build state of the art where suites and all, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're saying they force fed the Los Angeles Coliseum with suites. When right. I was playing, Sweets, your ass has a press box and it's just an old school. Now they've at least got sweets and some of these big guys could sit up there instead of sitting in 95 degree heat in September. I get why they're doing. Of course, do you need a new one? Does it bother me? And I, I know I got to get over my sentimental stuff, right. but does it bother me sentimentally? Yeah. It's like you tell me the Green Bay Packers are going to move to, you know, a different part of Wisconsin and we'll call them the, I mean, yeah, bugs right. me, even though those were two rivals and maybe that's why it does bug me. Right. At least Minnesota, while they needed a new facility, it's still sitting right down there downtown where you can get to it. It's right where it is. Yeah. It bothers me a little but We're going to love the stadium. The design guy is going to, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to have everything Chicago style. Right. right? And inside there, you know, what's going to be in that building. Right. Awesome. But yeah, I hate it walking into that rickety, underneath the tunnel out onto soldier field i love that stuff so but i'm a when it comes to that i'm a traditionalist when it comes to that i like the new amenities with the older look like i'd go i'd be i'd go crazy if the i hated it when they tore down new commit i mean old mm-hmm. comiskey i hated it but it's sags and you know this I, i'm gonna be shocked that fenway dodger stadium wrigley field are going to be able to stave all this stuff off at, at some point in time right honest to god but yeah it bothers me with the with the bears that part but i love the fact that when you go there it's going to be like they're, they're going to give you the wow factor mm-hmm. for a great franchise yeah it, it does suck because i love the fact that it's right on the lake i love the fact that yep. you know you've got the museum right there you can see and then if you're sitting on a certain side of the stadium you get the skyscrapers and then if you're sitting on the other side you can see the lake and it, it's very right. cool and it it'd be great if they could move that stadium and just put the new stadium there because I think it's time for a new stadium because going and watching games. Now I've not been there for, I think five, six years, but I used to go all the time and tailgating there sucked. I mean, you were, you could tailgate like three miles away and then have to walk to the stadium. That's how bad it was to tailgate. Oh yeah. I'd go to bars there. Yeah. When I was when I was just going as a fan, I go to bar and then you have to go over there instead of right. walk a hundred yards from yeah. your tailgate. And if yeah, you wanted exactly. to tailgate right by the stadium, it cost you like, an insane amount of money to park right there so it just wasn't worth it but yeah it'll be nice to get the new stadium it does suck for me personally because where i live in the in the chicago suburbs it's now going to be at least a half hour longer to get there um oh yeah so that sucks for me personally but 
for those people. It'll be nice to have once they build it all. But again, that's going to take a decade to build everything up. The stadium will be done, but you look at like Vegas, they're still building things around the stadium to try and build up that area more. That's what they're going to have to do in Chicago. How long long do they say the stadium is going to be done? I mean, technically they still don't even have the land. They're still trying to buy the land. Um, They say that's supposed to be done by the end of this year. And then they're going to have plans drawn up, ready to go. You know, hopefully crack ground spring of next year is what I've read. Oh, okay. And then. So a couple, three years, four, four years. Four, maybe five like years, that, yeah. um, right. depending on how extravagant they go. So um, yep. that'll all depend. Milk it while we can and old soldier. Yep. Well, soldier, I call those. Milk it. Hell, I even hated it, Segs, when they put the old spaceship look on. Yeah. You know, I, yep. I, I mean, I played there when it was really soldier yeah, yeah, yeah. field, right? And that I, I was like, yeah, this doesn't look like. But then I took my son there, Dodge there, and we went and we had like a Blackhawks, Bulls, Bears weekend mm-hmm. and had a blast. And they had eight hours beef and Giordano's Pete did everything. And he loved it. And I'm like, okay, it was, but it was, it was the new look, old look. It was old stadium, new look. And now we're going to get the new look, old stadium, everything gone. Yeah. I, I hope that, I hope that there's some, aside from the fact the restaurants and stuff, it's probably going to look nothing like we ever, remember soldier field i don't know what they're going to take from it to mirror any of it but all the old ones go man so so we ought to enjoy the next four or five years trying to get a time or two there just because once it goes we don't get to see it yeah for sure uh looking at the nfl schedule this week what games really stand out to you you know in terms of of what we're looking forward to i know the sunday night game dallas versus or tampa at dallas i think that's going to be a really good one and for sure packers at vikings um, that'll be an interesting game. But do any other games stand out to you that you're really looking forward yeah, to? Yeah, they they do. Segs a couple of them. I, I'm I'm actually really interested in the the uh, Steelers Bengals just to see how Trubisky responds and can the it's re, Trubisky. It's really a couple backups and Brissett on two pretty decent right. rosters, like a defensive roster in Pittsburgh. So see how they hold up because in truth, the Browns' schedule says four and zero. Oh yeah, in September, if they it, it does. Um, I'm watching. Uh, I actually the Brown. I'm, I'm tired of the Baker Mayfield saga. I am, but I do want to see how he performs in his building versus old team uh, here in Houston. Just I just I'm a Mills fan. Sags. I want to see how Davis Mills deals with the Colts defense and how Matt Ryan and Jonathan. T- I just want to see what the new look looks like. Right. Yeah. I don't. I think it's going to bore you at times in the game because the running yeah. game and Jonathan Taylor. But I think it'll bore you. I'm a, the, I think the game I'm the two games that stick out. Well, three of them. You mentioned the Buccaneers, Cowboy. Obvious for me, it's the Packers, Vikings. I got to see if the Vikings are real this year. Cousins gets a chance, and it's damn near a pick 'em. Chiefs, Cardinals game. All right, Kyler, you ain't got DeAndre Hopkins. What you got at home against the Chiefs? Right. And then finally, it's the Raiders, Chargers game. You know how I feel about my Raiders, yep. and I think the Chargers are AFC Championship worthy. But I think the Raiders are going to go in there. They have a chance to attack them through the air. I want to see them just cut it loose and let McDaniel's formation death. Those are the three that stick out. For yeah, me. I mean, when you look at it, you think about that AFC West. There is a chance that two teams of the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers that don't make the playoffs. And they could easily, like you said, they could be the two or three seed in the NFC. And they're not making it with seven teams in the playoffs in the AFC. That's how stacked the AFC get, is. What if they get ten? What if a team gets ten wins and sits at home? Yeah. Think about think about. I mean, 
you got to deal with Bengals and Ravens and you got to deal with Bills and possible Dolphins. And some say the Patriots. I'm not big on the Patriots this year. The four teams in the West, we got three teams, depending on when Watson and how that goes with their schedule yeah. with Baltimore and Cleveland. I mean, you, you, to put it this way, a couple teams that would have made the playoffs in the NFC, like as the four or five seed, are going to be sitting at home watching in, in postseason. There's no doubt about it. And Russ Wilson's return to Seattle ought to be pretty interesting to see how he plays. Right. I, you know, the one team I keep looking at that I think we're just going to see just, a, I don't want to say a complete downturn, but a team that is not going to be nearly as good as they've been the last few years is the Titans. I know they play in that division with some, you know, the Texans will see how good they are. I still don't trust them much. The Jags is the same way. I mean, those should be, if you're the Titans, those should be four wins but we never see that from them. And it's just, I felt like they had their best chances and now things are just going to kind of start to right. roll the wrong way. Got so close a couple of years. They're going to boat race the Giants in yeah. Tennessee this week. Though, yeah. don't you think, Giants are just a I bad think they're football team. Miserable for Daniels. Right, right. There, there, there may be a double-digit victory in, in yeah. Tennessee this week, but I got to find out how good they are on the perimeter as well. If if somehow you can stop Derrick Henry a little bit, then what? We're, we're about to, and I got to see how Ryan Tannehill responds after this past off season and people yelling his name out like, Ooh, we got to make an upgraded quarterback. I got to see how he, he comes back from that. Yeah. So it'll be a fun first week of NFL football, looking at college, Alabama, Texas, if Alabama walks in there and I mean, just destroys Texas, which is not out of the realm of possibility at all. We could see a 49 to 10 type win for Alabama. That's how good Alabama is. And that's how much I don't trust Texas. I don't care how good they recruit. It's kind of the same thing with Texas A&M. I don't care how good they recruit. They always seem to screw up somewhere along the way. Texas is much worse than A&M, but those two schools in the same state feel the same to me. What are we going to be saying about Texas after this game? Well, Sarkeesian, which I don't like, said, well, this game, he said it earlier in the week, and you know how I feel about Sark. Mm -hmm. I love him. And you know how I feel about Quinn Ewers because I was able to coach him at a camp and I still stay in touch with him and his dad. I'm rooting for them and rooting for them not only to play well, I'd love to see them win. They're not going to win. Okay, You're playing against a, a, a different cat this weekend in Austin. Is I'll tell you how we'll feel. And Sark said, well, this isn't good. This isn't basically doesn't define our season and define our team. Well, of course not. But it does start to define how you're going to play. And, and if you go in there and get beat 48 to 10, Oh, it may not define your season, but I can tell you how the boosters or the, the big givers are going to start to say, well, what's the problem here? Couldn't play defense last year. You can't play defense this year. Now, I think Sark's going to formation them and yours. I don't know how you're going to stop Alabama, even if your offense does move it some, right? If viewers who can throw it in spots that maybe the quarterbacks in the past that they haven't been mm -hmm. able to do. But overall physicality, Segs, I want to say Texas is going to keep it within 20 and a half, three touchdowns. But I'm taking Alabama, and I'm betting Alabama that they're going to they're gonna beat him. They may hang around for a minute. I just think the physicality wins out, and you're looking at 48-17, 45-14, 45-20, that type of game. I just do 45-21. But they'll score. I just don't see how their defense is going to stop the run, the pass, and the physicality of Alabama. Well, I'll tell you what they're going to be saying. Please don't let this be the way it's going to be all year long. Let this be an early season lesson because we're playing the best team in the country. But I sure as hell don't like going in when they're saying, this doesn't define us. It's almost like the built-in excuse is already, we're going to get our ass kicked, so be, we, we still got the Big 12 right. to worry about. I think Sark's going at it different, but the me, I, I just didn't like the message. The message bothered me. I got Alabama. What, what scares me is, you know, remember, well, of course you do, 
few years back, Alabama just went in and just beat the shit out of USC. And, and things did. just never were right for Uf- USC after that. That's kind of what scares me. I know it's kind of a new regime there in Texas. You got Quinn Ewers, the quarterback. You got Arch Manning coming. But if they just get demolished here, it could be a a setback for a team that we keep talking about if they're back or not. Well, they still haven't been back. We're still waiting on them to be back. And a, a dismantlement here by Alabama could do bad things for this program. You know what happens, Sigs, and you and I, think about this. If you go into a bar fight and some guy jabs you and hits a lucky punch and knocks you out, you're like, okay, I can live with that, right? It's when you go in and they physically take your soul. Yes. That's what happened to SC. exactly. Alabama literally, we had talent all over, perimeter, finesse, and they Alabama literally walked in and took our soul. From the kickoff, it was just over. they, They did. They They did. And, and then they put their foot on our throat at the end. If that happens here, you're exactly right. While it may not define your season, hell, you start to look around saying, man, I can't stand in the heavyweight bout. You do start yep. to think that way. I'm, I'm just telling you. So and it's it's the physical beatdown that'll take your soul mixed in with, oh, we can throw it too. But the lucky knockout punch that some guy lands in a UFC fight, you come back and say, you lucky bastard, I want more of you. But it's the one where he hits you 47 times in a rib cage and then hits you 15 times in the face, and you're standing there, and then he comes up and just does a swinging back kick. If that happens, oh, you can bet your sweet ass your soul can get taken. So I'm with you. I do like Alabama fairly big in this. I'm pulling for Texas because I want Sark to to, to be the guy, and I'd like to see you yeah. play well. It's going to be tough. Got about a minute left here. The the game to me to watch this college football Saturday is Kentucky at Florida. Richardson Amen. versus Will Levis. These two quarterbacks are first round talents that can do things with their feet and their arm. Let's just let's just watch this game and enjoy. Hey, real quick, Sags, you think about this. We just when's the last time you think you ever set? Yeah. Florida, Billy Donovan ain't coaching exactly. basketball. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? When's the last time you said Florida and Kentucky's the game of the right. week? But you got Levis a potential first rounder and Hell Richardson a potential top five pick. I can't wait to see this game. It's going to be. Yep. Although it Mike, Mike Stoops doesn't, I mean, Mark Stoops does not want that. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a blast. To yeah. Watch. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of good football. Finally. Hey, we got our full first full weekend of football with both college and NFL. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Sean Salisbury show. Remember we are brought to you by BetOnline.com. Thanks Sean. We'll uh, talk to you next week after a good Appreciate weekend it, of football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.